This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Team you hate playing against? Yeah, uh, yeah I guess fucking auto, I guess. <laughs> We're a team. Hey guys, it's Shane. Welcome back to another episode of the Frozen Biscuit Podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. So, we are into the last month of the regular season. Officially, we had our first game of March on Tuesday, which ended up being a debacle, a 7-3 loss to Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Uh, A little bit of news coming out on Wednesday morning, and a lot of injury-related issues going on with the Senators on the NHL, uh, AHL rosters that uh, are going to impact, especially the AHL right now. But we'll get on, we'll start with the big news of the day, and that was that the uh, President CEO, Jim Little, was fired. I'm not really sure the details, nothing has really come out when it comes to any uh, press releases or anything like that explaining exactly why. It's just saying that it was conduct, uh, detrimental to the team, didn't meet you know, NHL standards. There was a couple of reports saying that it was in lines with the whole no or the the no abuse policy in the NHL. So there's no there's been no clear conduct or clear uh, report saying exactly why or given a clear hint as to why and what happened. Uh, again, it was just one of those things where something happened behind the scenes. Maybe not the first time it's happened. Complain or two. Uh, NHL looked at it and it's like, sorry, we're not going to be part of this. We're not exactly, we don't exactly the way you're doing this. And if he's been told multiple times, this was the next option. It just sucks that Ottawa may not give out or the league may not give out a clear answer. So it kind of looks like we fired someone that we were, we hired two months ago for no apparent reason outside of the fact that he had conduct detrimental to the team and not up to standards for the Sens or the or the league officials liked it to be. So with that being said, I, I have no more comment on it. It's just unfortunate. I wish there was more news coming out. Hopefully by the time you listen to this episode, there will be more news on this story than what has been released as of now as I'm recording it on Wednesday afternoon. But, you know... That, that was a big news for Wednesday when it came with the team. Uh, a couple of things earlier in the week was the fact that Hogberg went home to Sweden for personal reasons. Nothing has been said. Probably nothing will be said, uh, hence the personal reasons. But Emmett Gufsason was called up. Uh, Decord is hurt. He is out until at least Saturday at the earliest, which means that... Uh, with and Nielsen doesn't look like he's back with anytime soon either. So it looks like the Ottawa Senators will be running, or the Belleville Senators, I mean, will be running with uh, Alex uh, Budo, who was 
He played in the Quebec Junior League. He was one of the better goaltenders in CIS, played four years in the University of New Brunswick, um, and signed this summer an AHL contract, so AHL and ECHL, uh, with the Senators organization. And we have signed former 67s goaltender Clint Windsor, uh, to a PTO to most likely fill in that backup role with the 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 Senators until either Hogberg returns to Ottawa or Decord returns healthy to Belleville. But that's not the only news uh, coming out of Belleville was that it looks like Eric Brandstrom will be out f- uh, four to six weeks. Um I wasn't able to find any information on what happened or where, um, yeah, what happened or where things went, uh, how he got hurt and whatnot. So, but yeah, Clint, uh, take a little look at Clint, uh, Windsor's stats is he has played, you know, he played for, he started off with, uh, the Barry Colts in 2010, 11, uh, then got traded to Saginaw in 11 and 12, and then got just went to Mississauga for the 12-13, traded halfway through the year or early in the year to Ottawa for in the 13-14 season, um, and then played major junior uh, for the 13-14 season. He went to Brock University for four years between 15-16 to 17-18, um, he played in Denmark for a little bit, as well as the ECHL in 2018-19 with the Orlando Solar Bears and the Herlev Eagles of Denmark. Uh, he had, and then this year he started the season with the Orlando Solar Bears, which put up decent numbers. He uh, 251 goals against and a 925 save percentage. So, and the last, you know, four years, outside of Denmark, Denmark was the worst that he's played over that span, but, you know, going back to the 2015-16 season with Brock University, he had a goals against average of 3.41, a, nine, a save percentage of 9.16, um, 16-17, uh, 233 goals against, 9.45 save. So this guy can play. Um, I just, he's, he's a backup. He'll be probably an AHL, ECHL backup for most of his career. And, I mean, hey, he's getting paid to play professional sports, so he can't really complain. But he will most likely be sent back to the ECHL, uh, probably with Orlando, once either Decord or Gustafson get back, unless they want to send uh, Bidon down, uh, which they could as well do. I highly doubt it, though. But... You know, that that's what happened. That's the news for the Senators last couple of days. Nothing really big. And, you know, we played like crap in the Pittsburgh game. 7-3. It wasn't pretty. Two early goals kind of set the game for us uh, in a negative way, which kind of sucks for us. But to be fair, you know, Pittsburgh was a team hungrier than we were. You know, they were coming off a, you know, they were coming off a six-game losing streak. Otto was not in the greatest shape. And losing to Mesnikov early to an upper body injury, most likely a concussion or a neck injury, 
due to Bobby Ryan hitting another a Pittsburgh player into Nisimov as he was trying to get up. So, yeah, that, that was fun. Uh, Anderson played like garbage. He wasn't that good early on. The entire team wasn't that great. Uh, overall, though, the refs uh, were crap. You know, uh, Howard Luck gets hauled down while trying to play the puck. You know, to pl- and no interference call. It was a blatant interference penalty. And then Crosby gets high-staked, which should have been a high-stake penalty, penalty, but, you know, dives like he got shot at by, you know, an M16 and guts, you know, draws a four-minute power play. Luckily, they didn't score on the power play. Ottawa only held them to about one shot on that four-minute power play, but it's it's infuriating seeing calls that were going missed the entire game on Pittsburgh being called on Ottawa because why? It's because it's Ottawa and Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh has Crosby and Crosby gets all these calls. Malkin gets all these calls. It's Pittsburgh, so they have to win. They can't lose to a team like Ottawa. It's ridiculous. The officials are a joke. They've been a joke all year, and it's not just Ottawa. It's across the league. Game in and game out, it's inconsistent. And when you're claiming to be the best league in the world, your officials should be the best in the world, and they aren't. They're they're mediocre. They're amateurish at sometimes. You, you're left scratching your head at some of these calls, and... You know, there there are ways to stop it. There are ways to, to fix these officials. You know, it's education. It's getting them in for, you know, extra camps, whatnot, allowing them to review penalties if needed, if they feel like someone's been goaded into a penalty, which happens a lot. And unfortunately, the problem is the refs, you know, they want to, a lot of refs try not calling every single penalty because that would ruin the game. And then they get goaded into a penalty and it ruins the game. And I think that's what happened a couple of times in Pittsburgh where they were goaded into penalties. They were trying not to call as many against... Like, they were trying for the most game not to call as many. Or the first period, they weren't trying to call as many. But then they, you know, started getting goaded into penalties and it cost Ottawa, outside of their horrible play, some some goals. But talking about that is we deserve to lose, even though the officials were crap and... Whatever. We deserve to lose. We didn't play that great. Uh, early on, Anderson was fighting the puck. There was a lot of miscommunication. And it could... You were able to tell that this was a team rebuilding versus a team that had cup you know, aspirations. Uh, Murray played really well for, for Pittsburgh. Uh, Ottawa had some chances, and he just stood tall. He allowed in four goals, but... The first goal, it was just bad luck. You know, it hit off the post, hit off his back. Howard Luck was right there. Uh, beat Schultz to the net and just put it away. But overall, I mean, Ottawa shouldn't be happy. They have an off day. They're back at home. They're facing the Islanders, which happens to be the Peugeot's obviously return to Ottawa since being traded to the island in on the trade deadline. But it hasn't worked out for uh, the Islanders as of late since that that trade for Pajot. And you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm happy that the Islanders are tanking because it shows that tra- trade deadline days, trade deadline days, uh, trades don't necessarily 
end up meaning you're going to have success. And that's what we're seeing right now with the Islanders. They've lost um, four in a row since the deadline. Um, and that is ridiculous. I don't think they thought they were going to do it. I don't think anyone really saw it. But, yeah, they've they've been trash, and I don't understand, you know, I don't understand how. You know, they got, um, yeah, they, they've lost four in a row. Their last win came before the, the All-Star break on the 23rd of February at Nassau Coliseum against the Sharks. It was 4-1. They literally won two in a row, and then they played the Rangers uh, the following night, lost in overtime, lost in overtime, and... Now lost, she got shut out by Boston and lost to uh, to Montreal the other night, and now play Ottawa on Thursday, which they should win. Realistically, Ottawa should not be part of. Like I'd, I'd be happy to see Ottawa win, obviously, but I think if you look at the two teams, the Islanders have a better chance at winning, and they should be considered the favorite in that game. Obviously, it'd be great to to spoil to spoil Peugeot's return to Ottawa and kind of continue the Islanders' slide. They play the Carolina Hurricanes on uh, the seventh on Saturday at one o'clock, and that could have huge playoff implications. And then they're on the road for four games, so the Islanders don't have it easy. They they play teams that are fighting for a playoff spot. You know, almost every game besides. Four outside of like now because they play Ottawa, Montreal one more time, New Jersey, Buffalo. Yeah, four times. They don't want to play a team that are looking to make the playoffs four times this month. You know, they have the Carolina Hurricanes and then they're on the road. They have their Western Canada road trip with Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton in a very tight Pacific race. They have Pittsburgh who is trying to climb back up in the Metro after sliding. Then they're facing Vancouver or Calgary again. And then they have Toronto and New Jersey. And, you know, New Jersey's out of the playoffs, but, you know, they can still pull around and win. They have Toronto, which is fight, still fighting for a playoff spot. They they have nothing guaranteed. You know, until they clinch, there's nothing guaranteed for them. And they play Carolina, Philly, uh, Buffalo, Montreal, and end the month with a back-to-back against Columbus and Minnesota. And their final two games are against Chicago and the Devils. So last two games are pretty should be pretty easy for them to win, but overall it's a tough schedule this month for them. And they could see uh, Carolina or even the Rangers, if they can get their acting gear, um, move up and they lose a couple more games. They're down to they're down to third. Like the like the the Panthers or the Hurricanes are three points behind Columbus and the Islanders for the final wild card. And realistically, I would expect that unless Pittsburgh or Philly or Washington went on this huge slide, that's probably who's going to finish in the Metro. Um, but, you know, the Islanders have a huge, huge potential to miss the playoffs. They're more likely to miss than they are to make it. So that's a an interesting fact. And then looking at the Atlantic, it's not pretty. Uh, do you have your top two? Um, you have Tampa at 87 points, Boston at 96, 
And then you have Little Old Toronto at 78 points. They're five points up of Florida. If Florida can get a winning streak going, um, being 3-6-1 in their last 10, not ideal. They'll, probably, they'll want to get back into it, get a couple of wins uh, before the playoffs. And, you know, hopefully Toronto stumbles. A couple more games like they had against St. Louis. And, you know, that would be uh, that would be nice. You know, they, lost, they play Boston on the 5th, which is tomorrow. Uh, then they play Montreal. So two big Atlantic games, especially against Boston. Uh, it's a four-point swing. And then they play St. Louis and Dallas. They play New Jersey. Um, and then they have a back-to-back at Detroit and then at Winnipeg. Wow, that's a doozy. Um, but, you know, that, that's an important game against against Detroit. They play Buffalo and St. Louis. And then they have Ottawa Ottawa and Toronto on, like, back-to-back nights in Toronto and Ottawa. So that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, then they have Montreal-Boston. So, you know, that week, especially that Toronto game uh, at the end of the month, depending on how things go, could, you know, make or break the fly, uh, the Panthers' playoff chances. And it could also make or break the Leafs because if they head into that matchup, you know, probably four or two points ahead, well, there's only, after that game, let's say let's say Toronto goes into that playoffs, there's still four points, they're four points ahead uh, heading into, or two points ahead heading into that matchup. They both played the same amount of games, uh, the Flyer or the uh, Panthers have seven games left, two against Ottawa, so you know most likely wins there. But you know they have uh, six games left after that, three of them on the road, three of them at home. You know they need to win most likely four to the six um, to catch to even catch Toronto if they were to win that because um, they'd be tied, and you would hope that the Toronto Maple Leafs would falter. And, you know, I kind of worry about them faltering because I feel like if they were entering the draft lottery, they would win. And as a fan, as a Sens fan, I don't want that because why would you? Or as any kind of fan, why would you want Toronto to win the, the first overall pick? Uh, realistically, uh, that pick belongs, I believe, belongs to New Jersey now. So... If they were to miss the playoffs and finish 11th, then that pick belongs to New Jersey. So, yeah, so heading down the stretch, Toronto also has a relatively busy schedule. Um, they play Detroit and they end the season against Detroit and Montreal, which could be in favor for them. But, you know, they play Florida, uh, Tampa, Carolina, Ottawa, and Washington. Um, are five or four out of their last six games and right now that three teams right there are fighting for a playoff spot they also play they play uh tampa after they play they have their western road trip uh, against the kings and anaheim and they're back against tampa they have nashville boston islanders columbus so they have a another heavy dose of playoff teams heading into the home stretch of the season and it could not. It could turn into an unfavorable stretch for Toronto. It could turn into a favorable stretch for Florida. Uh, it really depends. I don't trust Florida to win a game uh, when they need to. They, you know, they were up against Toronto three one and then lost five three. They've. I don't see it happening. I think Toronto will be end up being locked in at that third wild card and probably have a matchup with Tampa. Because I, I don't see 
a nine-point swing heading up into the Atlantic Division between Boston and Tampa. Probably going to see Tampa versus Columbus, Carolina, or the Islanders. Washington most likely against either the Islanders, Columbus, or Carolina. Um, right now, they would be playing the Islander or the Islanders with Boston playing Columbus. Carolina would miss out uh, the Flyers and the Pittsburgh Penguins in round one, and then Tampa and Toronto in round one in the Atlantic. Those would be your uh, your matchups, your four matchups, which personally I'd be okay with. I think Tampa Toronto would be a fun series. It'd be annoying to see Toronto get on the way of a Tampa Boston series. Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, though, would be must-see hockey. That hockey right there would be so good. Um, I know we're Suns fans, but you know we're, we got you know playoff hockey is playoff hockey. So seeing a rivalry like the Philadelphia Flyers against the Pittsburgh Penguins in a best of seven, being hosted most likely by Philly, would be ridiculous. And taking a look at the Western Conference, we would have the. Uh, St. Louis Blues facing off against the Winnipeg Jets, which would be a good series. I think that would be a really good series. You would have Vegas facing against Vancouver, which would be a nice series to see. There's a little bit of rivalry there, not a lot, but still good. Colorado and Dallas, that would be must-see TV. I think that would be a very good series. Goaltending dominant. Uh, I don't think... I would expect Colorado to win, though. Their offense is just too powerful. I don't care who's in net. It's going to be hard to beat that team uh, with the way Dallas is constructed. And then you have the Battle of Alberta. First time in a, in a while, I believe. I, I have to look it up. But first time in a while for the Battle of Alberta to be in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Edmonton hosting Calgary in the playoffs, which would be sick to see. McDavid and Dreisaitl going against Monaghan and Goudreau. Uh, Giordano versus Nurse. Uh, you have Talbot. I mean, you have Big Save Dave versus most likely Smith. Smith getting some redemption, uh, possibly against his old former team. There's so many things that could go on for this series. So I'm excited. I know you all should be excited for playoff hockey. I know the Sens aren't involved in playoff hockey, but we'll be back. Should be back next year. But there's also the Belleville Senators that right now are in playoff hockey. And even if they somehow, you know, lose 20 games, actually, I, don't even think, I think there's like 17 games left in the regular season for them. But if they were to even lose a couple of their games, they have a good chance at making the, I'm pretty, yeah, I don't think they've locked their spot on the playoffs. I think they need a couple more points. Um, but, you know, if uh, that's the case, you know, they're most likely going to play in the playoffs. Uh, they're third in the league with 79, tied with 79 points with Iowa. Um, the goal uh, goal against, I'm not sure whether, maybe it's because of the, the row. That's probably why. Um, but Belleville's in third in the entire division, in like the entire league. Uh, behind two Western Conference teams, so they're the top team in the East. But they are six points ahead of Hershey, um, five points ahead of Providence. Three, like their closest uh, divisional opponent is the Rochester Americans at seventy-one points. Uh, we have a back-to-back against them uh, coming this weekend. Uh, we have both at home. 
We have them uh, Friday o'clock at March 9th and then Saturday at 7 o'clock on March 7th. So that's it. those are going to be important games for, for the Belleville Center just because that's a eight-point swing right there. We either jump to 83 points or 83 or 85, depending on how we do Wednesday against the Marlies. Um, or Rochester jumps to 75 or 77, depending on how. They have a game in between us, uh, before us, like, uh, like we do. But, you know, that could mean that they're just, you know, two, two to four points behind us in the standings, and they have a game in hand. Um, so that, that's a game that we would want. Those are a series we want to win, and then we play Belleville, Utica, Syracuse. So a lot of divisional opponents to end the year. Um, the AHL likes to do that just because of travel, important games, because only the top four make it. So these are important, important wins. Um, so the NHL season ends Saturday, April 4th. The AHL season ends a week later on Saturday, April 11th. Our final game is against the Laval Rockets in Belleville. So we have about just over a month and a half left of, you know, AHL hockey before playoffs. And we're most likely secured. I think if we beat, like, I think we went, like, uh, 10 points, we, uh, we, we clinch, something like that. Um, but... It's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, if you again, if you haven't had a chance to go down to Belleville for a game, definitely do it. It is a very good site. It's a great atmosphere. People in Belleville love their hockey. They love the Senators. The arena is really nice. They have a top concourse where you can go sit and relax. You don't have to be in the stands. So, uh, with that being said, uh, Ottawa. You know, there's gonna be a lot more draft talk. I'm gonna be talking a little bit more about playoffs and whatnot. Kind of keep everyone in the loop. But once that draft lottery starts, which I'm pretty sure is February 9th or uh, April 9th, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. It could be a little bit earlier. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think I've seen anything about where when it's been when it's doing. I know last year it was the Friday, uh, April 9th. But once that's released and we know officially where we are going to be picking, we are going to, outside of number one because obviously the Frenier is the consensus. Number one, every episode up until then will be we will be covering one draft prospect. Uh, if you want to let me know which draft prospects you want, you can shoot me a line at Shane underscore Ryan ninety seven or at uh, Frozen Biscuit ninety two. Either one will work. Um, so let me know which ones you want to follow, which ones you think we'll get. If you want to let me know who you want Ottawa to get, and I can do something with that. Uh, definitely let me know. Uh, if you already haven't done it. Uh, we, the, the network is running a contest sponsored by cool hockey and tankathon. And if you haven't had a chance to check out tankathon, it is a great area to kind of just have fun, see where the picks are, or the balls are going to land, who will pick first, what players, what, who they think will land where, uh, cool hockey. If you haven't had a chance to check them out, definitely do it. The great website. It's out of Toronto. They have a bunch of stock. They also have a mystery box, which is, I believe, is 180 Canadian. You can get any jersey. Uh, you don't know what you're getting. You just know you're getting a jersey. It could be signed. It could be a random player. It could be a player you love, a jersey that you love, and you just didn't know what you wanted on that back. Um, you could also get a $1,000 gift card for the site. Uh, you know, So it, it, 180 can turn into $1,000. 
you can buy a lot of those mystery boxes uh, for a thousand dollars. So definitely check Cool Hockey and Tankathon out. But like I was saying, we have a contest with sponsored by those two, where you go to Tankathon, you hit Sim Lottery on Tankathon NHL, you do it until you feel comfortable and. You, the ones you like land in the order. Take a screenshot. You can post it on T- Tankathon and Cool Hockey. Both have it posted. Reply to them. Tag a friend. Um, and then, you know, make sure you follow the Hockey Pod Net on Twitter. Uh, Tankathon on Twitter and Cool Hockey on Twitter. That's basically the only rules. If you found it out through listening to me, definitely let them know. It'd be great to know. Uh, but we're definitely doing that. It's running until, I believe... Uh, April 8th at 11.59 p.m. That's when the final entries close. Um, you only get one entry per account, so if you want to do it, you can just delete your old one and re-enter. It's not the end of the world. But definitely do it. $200 gift card for the lucky winner who is the closest to the draft rankings. Um, but, yeah, we're going to we're gonna push the draft. We're going to talk prospects heading into the draft. And just a little wrap-up. The thing with Jim uh, Jim Little, uh, I will have no further comment on it at all. I won't be talking about it on Twitter. I won't be talking about it on the podcast. I just wanted to address it early, get it over with. But thank you guys for listening. I know it's going to be frustrating uh, over the next couple months, uh, over the next month and a bit, dealing with all because the, there's going to be a lot of losses. And, you know, the one thing I got to say is, you know, it's great to stick with this team, stick through the bad, stick through the ugly because the success is coming up. We're seeing it in Belleville. Hopefully we'll see it transition to the NHL next season. But, you know, I like to say, you know, thank you for listening, guys. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I know my episodes can be a little bit tiresome, only listening to me. But, you know, great things happen. And don't, don't, Rome wasn't built in a night. But that being said, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Uh, if you have a chance to catch the Pajot return, uh, definitely do it. It should be good. You know, a lot of good memories for him. I'm happy that he's in the island. I want them to lose. But definitely let me know where you think. Just shoot me a message. Let me know where you think Ottawa's going to do. Uh, what free agents, what RFAs, because we have a couple that need to be signed. Uh, draft prospects, anything you want. Uh, if you have any questions that you want me to cover, I can definitely do that on this show. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys have a great one. And stay tuned because I'm... Uh, because there might be a, a giveaway. There'll be probably be a giveaway coming up after uh, the the lottery is picked. So take a wait for that. I mean, it's gonna be a month away, but I'm just letting you know there will be a, a a personal giveaway coming up. So take a have a have a wonderful one, guys. Thank you for listening. You can follow myself at frozen biscuit 92 or shane underscore ryan 97 that's where all my other adventures are going to be during the summer i'm going to be doing a couple of things in the auto community with the red blacks and the blackjack so definitely take that and give me a follow there give me a follow at frozen biscuit 92 as well as the hockey pod net on twitter and definitely check out the other uh the other podcasts you'll they'll talk a lot about everything else that we've been talking about so Definitely check it out, uh, as well as the Devil, Devil's Advocate podcast that I've been doing, covering the Devils with Corey from the Bayou Benders. So, have a wonderful one. Uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, later. Have a safe weekend. Catch you on Monday. 
Hey hockey fans, if you're like me, you have a couple of plain jerseys hanging in your closet, no name or number on But I got a solution for you where you can get whatever name, whatever number you want from any jersey. Visit my friends Chris and Kevin at Customized Sports for all your customization needs. They have hundreds of teams available for purchase at their eBay store. They're shipping out of Toronto. If you can't find what you're looking for, message them and they'll try to accommodate you. Visit their store on eBay at ebaystores.com slash customized sports. Or you can catch them on Reddit at username u slash customized sports. 